0: Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. Welcome to part three of the Double Standard episode. I'm here with our co-host, Kira Soltanovich, and our guests, Dr. Stuart Fishbein, Sarah Shahi, and Steve Howie.
1: Now, when you were flicking her foot...
2: You being Dr. Stu, right? You being Dr. Yes. Stu, yes. For I forget. There's there's
1: no television right. here. There's no cameras in no here. No cameras. But... Um, why didn't you, like, didn't they used to th- pick babies up and like slap them on the butt? <laughs> did, did that, yeah, did they people did still they do did, that? they did, but
2: that was, that was because they, they came, you were up in stirrups and you came out vaginally and that's what they did and, the, and that's how they, they did it, at least in the movies and stuff like that. We, I think, I don't remember the, the details as much as you do because obviously I've seen a lot of them and yeah. so it was special for you, um, special for me too, but my memory is old. I'm getting, I'm going to turn 60 this year. Um, but the, what we we try to do is we try to either rub their back, we try to piss them off actually. Right. And, yeah. we, and then Beth talking to the baby saying, come on little girl, come on girl. Yeah. that we try to, we actually, we usually want the parents to talk because the baby knows your voices. Yeah. Right. And you talk to the baby and the baby will, and then they, they come. And the difference between doing this birth here or doing it in the hospital is when the baby comes out floppy at the hospital. They often do something really stupid, which is they will doubly clamp the cord, cut the cord, which is its lifeline, and then hand the baby over to the nursery. So they take it over to the warmer, and then they try to resuscitate it over there. So if wow. you are going to resuscitate a baby, you want to do it while it's connected and still on your chest. People, you know, hospitals, most hospitals are beginning to learn that sort of mm-hmm. thing and beginning to to understand that that the baby is getting oxygen even when it's not um, breathing breathing yet. Right. As long as its heart rate is okay. Right. And and her heart rate was always okay. Yes, yeah. hers was always fine. Right.
1: But 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 as as far as putting her upside down and slapping her on her butt to to piss her off, that's just an ancient method that nobody yeah, does and, anymore. and it's dramatic. And it's just... I think it was
2: show business and dramatic oh, okay, and okay, very good.
1: So then we, so then baby A, Violet, she was she came around, she started crying, mm. and and I, I started the, breastfeeding her. We I,
3: I cut I cut the cord. We'll we wait, it was a, it was, was a while later. It was a while, but it
1: wasn't because we uh, I wanted to stay connected to her for as long as um, yeah, we I could we
2: wanted. I wanted that's to right, a,
1: yeah. until and, until it got to a point that the contractions with the Second one became so intense that, right. that I couldn't be connected with her anymore. I had to focus on the second one. Nature is kind Was of there interesting
2: in that. There? Yeah, nature is kind of interesting. What I've seen in these twins at home births where you leave them alone is often there's, there's a pause. After the first baby comes out, nature gives the mother a chance to sort of bond with baby A. And often the contractions in the uterus will relax for a little bit. Maybe the uterus needs a little bit of recharge too. Mm. And then, um, so sometimes that's five minutes, sometimes it's 30 minutes. Um, and then they start to come back and in, in a recent birth that we had with twins, we actually, it was, it was an hour or more than an hour, an hour and a half had gone by. We decided to put the baby on the breast and use, um, natural oxytocin, mom's oxytocin. I don't know if we did that. With we the, did. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I took her right to the breast and I started breastfeeding her and, you know, and she stayed on and we were on and it was for about 30, 40 minutes or so before we cut the cord and It became push time with baby B. And what was also I want to say to anyone who's thinking about this is that we had our firstborn. We had Wolf in the room with us and Wolf actually put on his goggles and his (laughs) swimming shirt and he jumped in the tub (laughs) when I got in the tub and he jumped in with Steve and he watched his sister come out and he you know i think in the middle of it he even screamed like i saw my mom's vagina (laughs) and 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 dr fishbine was like wolf and 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 it was just but it was it was great it was great it was great that he has that and he wasn't scared he wasn't grossed out by it he i actually made wolf my labor coach at one point because i didn't want him to be afraid of any of the sounds that i was making and i talked to him about it and and he was excellent, so I'm so glad that we made the decision to have Wolf. Speaking
3: of Wolf, during his birth, that oxytocin, um, we were we were kind of in a a lull in the labor. So um, Yvonne suggested that I go and start kissing Sarah. So Sarah found a position and she was straddling the toilet, the toilet seat down, but facing the tank. I was
1: straddling it backwards to mm-hmm. try and, and open. And
3: I went behind her. Hmm. And started kissing her neck, and she elbowed me in the nose really, <laughs> really, really hard. And I came back holding a bloody nostril, and I went, Yvonne, that didn't work. <laughs> but
1: actually, it did work because that wasn't, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I know I elbowed you, but I didn't elbow you.
3: Cartilage. Crunched. <laughs> <laughs> no, but
1: it, it did, that oxytocin it because all of a sudden I started pushing. I remember I was at six centimeters and I kinda got freaked out because I started pushing, but I wasn't pushing. It was my body, it wasn't me. Yeah. And anyway, whatever. But yes. We digress though. We and, digress. But we're going back to to so baby then, B. Yeah, so baby thirty minutes B. thirty minutes after baby A comes out and we're breastfeeding and she's doing great the contractions are getting to be to a point where they're becoming I can't hold Violet anymore she needs to come off me I need to focus on baby B so then we clamped her I think Steve held her right you were the oh, yeah. you, were the you one know she'll
4: resent you for that for the rest of her life
1: you know that right <laughs> for
0: clamping
1: you abandoned me <laughs> oh and so um <laughs> Yeah, and then and Knox was our you know Knox was our challenge. I had to get out of the water for it. I wasn't comfortable getting out of the water. You, you, really liked oh, the water.
0: Oh, you, uh, Doctor Stu wanted you to get he out of the water. He Wanted
1: me to get out of the water. He wanted me to be on land.
0: Remind us why land for this one.
2: I think if I, you know if my memory. First of all, I'm, I'm more comfortable doing breaches on land because if I have to intervene, mm-hmm. um, I can I can do something. Where if she's in the tub and there's a problem, then Steve and I would have to lift her out of the tub and mm. pull her over to the one bed. One of
0: you would end up with a broken nose. <laughs> what's, what's the problem? Or both. Yeah. And
2: I think that uh, if I remember, I, we, we intermittently were listening to Knox's heart rate. Mm-hmm. And I think that at some point we started to hear what are called variables. We started to hear the heart rate drop down and come back up again. And at this point, I wanted to get things moving. So we moved her where I could put her in a position on her back where I could, if I have to put pressure on her, if I could, I could assist by mm-hmm. helping her. Push if I oh, active. and you did, and I did. So mm-hmm.
4: you pushed externally, like from y- the Yes, top? Uh,
2: at that point when the heart rate was down, I I did. Oh, because yeah. Because that's
4: how I was born, but that was like Soviet Union style, yeah. where they <laughs> well, s- the nurses sat on my mom. Yeah, there's there's a big out.
2: thing, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, they really do it again. There's sort of a taboo against something called fundal pressure. Fundal pressure is a very useful tool if you know what you're doing. Again, it's not a lot of people aren't being trained use it properly and with with a head first baby sometimes you can get what's called a shoulder dystocia I don't think you can get that with a breech baby I don't think that ever happens um, but we needed to get that baby out and she was exhausted and I was just giving her some uh, assistance yeah. what's
1: funny is I I think that I remember this day you know like the back of my hand I that I know every detail but I don't have any memory of you pushing on my belly at all what I remember no. of Knox is that video that we have of yeah. him coming out and you literally reaching well, in Well at that
2: point when I was down yeah I was just helping helping him out I did what's called an assisted breech delivery I normally you try to keep your hands off the breech and you just let the baby come out and the mom push it out but at this point once the baby's butt came around the corner uh we you know I I did maneuvers to help get the legs out and the arms out and the and the head out Is that on the video? So butt, yeah.
0: Yes but yes but first oh. yeah. that, that literally first, will be a training for Yeah Aww. and then
3: and then one le- he he started he got his fingers around his hips and he started working him and then one uh, leg popped out then the other one but then his left arm was behind his head yep. so he f- fishbine is w- like maneuvering <laughs> working him, like him to almost. to not hurt his arm yeah and then the one arm popped out and then the other arm got out and then the head He's slided out and then there he like was a,
4: like a baby horse. Yeah. But like, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. I've seen those on YouTube. That's yeah. exactly what it sounds like.
3: Yeah, but it was it was amazing to to watch because she had her knees so far back, and I didn't know the vagina could do that. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a blooming onion. Yeah. from out back, no,
4: no, no. like a light a light shines through, like out of it. Like it,
3: it yeah. was like <laughs> it went yeah. out. It was and, that yeah. lightning that caused then, the whole
0: thing to take place in the yeah yeah first place.
1: Yeah, Knox's bag didn't break. Oh Remember that Knox's bag, and yeah. I kept asking, "I'm like, I'm like, break the bag," and you wouldn't do it. You said you need to break this bag. I'm not going to break it.
2: I was trying to be natural. What? <laughs> no. <it's>, uh, <laughs> what? Is it like
4: trying yeah, to open I mean, like a cereal bag? That because won't there, open, were like, there, there were two midwives, there were two
2: midwives. They're watching me. Was, uh, yeah. yeah. Right, 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 I was under I strict, like, scrutiny. I couldn't do it. Break anything. the bag. No, it's a union thing. You have to break the bag.
1: Like, yeah, 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 that's what, yeah. How do you break the bag? Well, it just with enough put. I mean, Push I I thought I was pushing.
2: Oh, sometimes the second bag doesn't break and babies are often born in the car. <laughs> Fourteen months <laughs> Yeah. Talk no, about keeping I think I did break the bubble. bag eventually. No, you no I did. oh you broke it on because your
1: own I did, because what happened yeah. is you went for the you went for it. You went for the hook. <laughs> Oh, I went for the hook. You went for it, and then with that contraction, it broke.
0: You get the splash?
1: And oh you did. There was, uh, there was a lot. There was a splash. Or splash on your face? So I
0: don't have any Were right you thinking, to... I need the beekeeper thing right yeah, the, now? Yeah, <laughs> that, the hazmat. The, 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 hazmat the, the hazmat.
1: The I think there was like... Was FEMA. There, I can't remember if there was meconium or if there was like, <laughs> what there was. But yeah, he came out. He so came just out. I a, hook. I
4: think of like Midnight Captain? at the Apollo. Whatever. What's it called?
0: <laughs> oh, where the, the hook, the heavy hook, heavy the hook comes steel. out. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're like,
4: "All right, baby. Yeah, it's it. a curtain call for you." Uh, the audience is they, not
0: in into you I have a nightmare about oh. hooks don't you? It's right. terrible. What uh doctors was there any any moment there cuz some of it sounds pretty dramatic. Uh any moment there where you are like we should be at a hospital right, right. now? Nothing. It was all routine.
2: Now, what's your once it's once the process is going? Um there was, you know, there was nothing that that I was worried about uh, as far as the baby's not coming out, so no. Um,
0: Why is it? Because I have friends, obst- obstetrician friends, who do deliver breech babies vaginally, mm-hmm. um, and one of them is very into the medical model. But uh, a bunch of them are okay doing it, just uh, no meds. Naturally, uh, they do VBACs naturally. They um, they do a lot of different kinds of birth with with no intervention. But when it comes to twins. They almost universally want to be in the operating room with an epidural. What what is it about twins? What are, what are we worried about with the twins? Different from a well, single baby. One is
4: evil. Let's just start with that. well. <laughs> if, if if you're
2: if if one of the babies' heart rates gets into trouble, like during the lab, during the pushing phase of twin A, and say baby B isn't doing well. And you needed to intervene. That would be a potential problem. Is but that it, something that happens? Regularly? Sure, it can happen, but it, it, it doesn't so generally do happen in concordant twins. Oh, I see. And it generally doesn't cleaner. happen when you're not when they're not immobilized, anesthetized on pitocin, that sort of thing. You just generally don't see babies deteriorate like you do with people in the hospital. I mean, look at I've got six years of of observation of that after 28 years in the hospital. And, you know it's starting you know once or twice is luck but but you do it this many times it becomes a pattern and you be and you know I was really well trained
0: in that case so you're almost asking for that to happen by you know numbing them from the chest down and listen them the data
2: the data doesn't lie I mean you look at the c-section rate for twins in a hospital well right? it's pretty and high
0: it's becoming less common to even have the choice
2: right and even even some doctors are doing c-sections for head first head first twins right wow. Because they're afraid that the second twin might turn to breach, and they don't know what to do with a breach. Because they're not taught how to reach up and do what's called that breach extraction. Basic. Because do people ask you? You have a boy and a girl,
0: twins. Do people ever ask you if they're identical? All the, All time. the time.
1: Yeah, we had we had a guy come to the house that's the so other funny. day. <laughs> we had a guy come to the house the other day, and uh, I had I had my six year old. And then I had my two one year old twins in a playpen, and he asked me which ones were twins. <laughs> <laughs> one, Obviously, one it's
2: the uh, you know, two boys. That brings up an interesting point because you asked about, with, you know again, proper selection of clients. And one of the things that's really important, like in in Sarah's case, Sarah and Steve's case, is that they were um, uh, what we call di amniotic, dichorionic twins. In other words, they're in two yeah. separate sacks in separate sacks. So let's talk about that. Uh, there are different kinds of twins. Correct. Um,
0: First of all, there's there's the ones that we know are identical and non-identical, maternal and
2: fraternal. Right. Identical twins so, can be in separate sacs or they can be in the same sac. When how, in the same sac that's, how does identical twins the, happen? The egg splits. After so fertilization. One egg comes down, one egg comes down, it becomes fertilized and by one sperm some and some then point. it splits. And, and depending have, when it splits is what 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 kind of chorionicity, what kind of membranes that you see. Okay, and what are the options? Well, one is called mono mono twins, which is not mono mono. Not but that. No, they're it's, both it's where they're in the same sac, and they obviously they're identical. They're in the same sac, and that's that has a high mortality rate or a high um, problem rate because they can get tangled up in each other. Their cords can get twisted mm-hmm. amongst each other, and there's a high rate of something called twin twin transfusion syndrome, where one tw- because they share a placenta. One twin maybe becomes, starts pumping to the other twin, and one twin gets really big, one twin gets really small, can be a real potential problem. There are pioneering doctors who are doing, they're finding the, the vessels in the placenta that are doing that, and they're actually going in and lasering them and trying to save oh, these Oh, to twins. balance the, because uh, otherwise yeah. the little one goes? The little, little one, well, they can both theoretically can die when oh. that happens. There's a
4: comedian, Skylar Stone, who just went through this, and his wife had three operations.
0: During the pregnancy. During the pregnancy. The, yeah. To save the twins. Yeah. So was the twin tra- Successful.
4: What's it called? Transfusion. Twin-twin transfusion yeah. syndrome. Yeah, they had right. exactly that. And she had three separate um, surgeries. Right. And did it work? Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: And, and those, those sorts of twins are not something that I would ever consider doing in the home setting. That's a high-risk <laughs> set of right. twins. If they, Even if they made it to term, I wouldn't. When, be when you say those set, you're saying mono-mono twins? mono twins.
0: Because two twins in the same sac, plugged into the same placenta. Yeah, it's just too much going on in
2: there. Yeah, that's. First of all, it's rare. You don't. I don't see mono mono twins very often, but it's just not something that I would be even comfortable with. Okay. Mono die twins, where they're in one big sac called the chorion, and there's two amnions. Okay. They're also identical twins, and the, if they're concordant and they grow and their growth is fine, then they generally will do fine in labor. They each have their own placenta. Often, well, no, it's usually a shared placenta through two separate. It's fused, amnions? basically. Okay. Right. They each have their own placenta, but they only have one chorion. But they all have their own bubble. Fused.
0: They each have their own little mini bubble. And they're
2: in their own mini bubble inside the big bubble, right?
0: And, and the placenta is inside the big bubble. No, well, the placenta is
2: outside the bubble.
0: Outside the big bubble?
2: Yeah, yeah. it's the chorion is covering So them. they're both, the cords are
0: going through the two layers.
2: The cords go through the amnion and through the cord and in, into the placenta through the cor- okay, so cord. Okay, so they're both. Plugged- the cord is covered with amnion and chorion. Right?
0: So they're they're identical twins, yeah, okay. each in their own little bubble. I'm gonna have to go home and re- and make sure I'm saying this correctly. That's fine, but uh, oh yeah, Corion <laughs> stakes. And then um, they're plugged into the same placenta.
2: Yes. Okay. And sometimes they and a lot of times identical twins, one of the twins can have a sort of a lousy insertion side of the placenta, what we call the shady side of the placenta, not get it, as much nutrition as the other one, mm, so they don't grow bad symmetrically. That. Again, if they're not concordant, then they may not very well tolerate labor. If one is growing, what we call growth restricted or not growing well, it may not tolerate labor very well. So that one, I wouldn't take. I wouldn't let those people deliver at home either. They really have to be
0: um, or you properly selected. You wouldn't attend their birth. What did I say? You said you wouldn't let them labor at home. But like, okay, right. I would not
2: allow them. Right. No, you, you would not be there. No, I, for home I know. Birth. I hate the word. We all hate the word "allow" in uh, yeah. in, in our profession. So we don't right. use that word. But, you know, I would think it was not safe, and I would not advise them to do that, and I would not support that. If there's uh So, mono die, if, oh, if they're discordant. If the cord is... If they're discordant. If uh, they're
0: discordant, or if the cord is not...
2: Yeah, well, no, if the cord is out there, but they're still concordant, that's fine. That's okay. So, yes. as long as they're...
0: Okay. So, and then yeah. there's... Then, is that the uh, two options for identical twins?
2: Well, identical twins can also be die die if the egg actually splits before implantation, but that's... And get double rare. fertilized. Both no, no. of them. Both of them. Oh, yeah. The egg gets fertilized. It's traveling down the tube. It splits completely before implantation. Are okay. they talking
0: about farming? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <It's> so sexy, <laughs> isn't it? So you so have, uh, this is a little more technical, maybe. Three though, to, anyway.
0: But those are those are totally separate. Then they're identical. they would be sim-
2: they would be identical, but you wouldn't know they're identical unless you did DNA testing after they were born until they come out and be like surprise, these are identical. Yeah, and it's hard to tell sometimes because twins. You know, essentially a uh, wolf and 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 Knox or wolf and Violet are non-identical twins. Technically speaking, they're two eggs. They just came out five years, five and a half years apart. But wait, what?
0: Yeah, that guy was right. Which one are the twins? Right. (laughs) All all three.
2: No, because they're all just they're
3: just a single egg from your Wolf uh, and Violet look more alike than Knox and Violet. Of course.
0: Yeah, they're not. They're not identical twins. No. They're siblings with the same birthday,
2: right? That's exactly what they are. They're siblings with the same birthday, but Wolf's well, right. a sibling too. He
0: just has a Who different can birthday. speak a
4: secret language. Yeah. Wait, and what so is this the pers- is because I
2: dropped I an extra question. egg, right? And and if you dropped the extra egg three years three years later, you would have had three kids all different ages, but you happen to drop two at the same time, as opposed to your egg splitting, right? Right.
0: You just, you just had. So I just had two, two different babies on the same and day. and the same day. So exactly. that then that could, which is
3: like. So are those so still two, called twins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Ish. two
0: different fathers could. Uh, oh, that's a yes. that has happened. That could yes. that's, that's rare. Yeah. That just happened recently. That's a little embarrassing, actually. Sometimes you know what that oh, just gosh. happened in oh. Israel.
4: That's a big oopsies. That just oh, happened God, in
0: Israel. Big I, big I, big I saw a headline right in an Israeli newspaper, of a couple that did IVF but then also had some together time, Twister, mm-hmm. and um, got pregnant I mean, with both. Did
2: donor IVF? Donors?
0: No, they used his sperm to do IVF.
2: Well, how do they know I, that they were to
0: They did a frozen egg trans- transfer, I yeah. believe. They did a frozen egg transfer. Right. And they also had intercourse and, and she dropped an egg that cycle as well.
1: So she got pregnant while she was pregnant?
0: At, at almost the same time.
2: Well, how do they know that happened? How do they know that the, the embryo they planted didn't split? They're they not. T-
0: they're not identical.
2: Oh. And they only put one embryo in. Right. Okay. Then yeah. Then that would be happen. But that's different than having two fathers. You know, but that can that's happen so too. too. It hard. happens to other
0: animals, but it's rare because once you fertilize an egg, your body says no, no, no more. Yeah,
2: right. I want to uh,
4: trip you guys out for a second. You guys ready? Mm. This is crazy. So I met a uh, a brother and sister. Okay, now I'm a little bit Russian gypsy, right? So I met them and I was like, "There's something about you guys. What's going on here?" And they looked at each other and they were like smiling. And I was like, "There's something real freaky going on." Well, the older sibling, a boy, um, his mother, we'll just call her Jane, right? Jane was married to his father they had him then jane cheated on his father with his twin brother identical what oh. and had his sister they have the exact same dna wow they are twins from different fathers from brothers? different
2: from brothers it's a boy and yeah, a
0: girl boy and a girl cousins. Like they're twins
1: from brothers
0: from, 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 from brothers. twin brother identical brothers they're brother yeah. cousins
1: they they're they're, wow. they're siblings I mean, cousins. How do they know that?
4: Because the mother t- I mean Yeah, mother, but how they
0: know it was him and not him cuz she mother, wasn't with him.
4: Yeah, she wasn't with the she was with the him. older <gasps> child's is father. Is that anymore. really oh, wait, how
2: many years apart are they? She
1: wasn't Two with the or older three. child's oh, father. I get it. She went with the twin brother? Is that even yeah. cheating
2: if uh is that even cheating identical is the twin? Right question she could I mean, <laughs> lie and just say but I thought it I thought it was you. Mrs. Brown. I thought you were Dale. But but like what does he, he say? I know what I'm talking does about he about have no that? idea what you are talking about. Does he say were you, know you know thinking about? No, Mrs. Dale, Mrs. Is this Brown? Guess who's coming to dinner? No, it's coming about, coming about dishwashing dishwas- detergent. detergent. It's a commercial from the set, '60s, I think. Oh, you're about, so adorable about, right now. My uh, oh, God, this is you before, know what I'm talking about. No, this is oh. before before they do the match. They do the the what's the lotion that everybody uses? Palm Jergens, the Jergens, palm Palmolive. It softens your hands
0: while you do dishes. Rosie.
2: Yes, and they would feel palm They would blindfold the guy and he'd feel the hands and he'd go. And you go, that's got to be Dale. And then you take the blindfold off. Mrs. Brown, I thought you were Dale. Because the dishwashing softens the hand so much. So it's a commercial. You probably can YouTube it. It's Not that they wrong. reconcile.
4: So they get are, those, together. are those brother and sister, are they also uh-huh. identical twins? Because they have the same DNA the mother's DNA, and then the father's are identical twins. Well, they're not twins. identical.
2: But they they're weren't born they're, on they're, the same... They're, they're, no. They're brother and sister. Right? They're just brother, they're brother and sister. And technically and sister. speaking, they're half-brother and... Or co- and but
4: are they? And they're cousins. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> yeah, they're cousins. But they're cousins. They're cousins. But they had the same exact...
0: <laughs> and no, no, and but, but, but... And hold on like the brother and sister were laughing about this? If she was together with her husband again, they wouldn't right. be identical twins.
4: No, but they have the si- Like they're they're half siblings, but they're the full. They're a full sibling. I don't right. know. Right, they're
0: half full sibling. Half cousins. full
4: sibling cousins.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's... that's it's a small group on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Very small. Well,
2: what happens if the brother and sister get together and have a baby? What, what, oh. what happens I then? They, have to hy- Are they Is that their sister? Is their baby? They're also their sister. <laughs> they and their have cousin? to hyphenate oh. that name. I'm sorry.
0: Man. When they get back, to, when he gets back together, when she gets back together with her husband, she's like, I'm so sorry. How does that go? Did they get back together again?
4: I don't know that, but I knew there was something odd about this this pair of siblings. Does he say, was...
0: if that happens, does he say, well, when you were with him, were you thinking about me? Because, <laughs> <laughs> right? I
4: thought you were Mrs. Brown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we are going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs>
4: Question for you, Doctor Stu. I'm going to stop uh, using palm oil. Have you uh, delivered yeah, um, triplets?
2: Yes. At home? No. You wouldn't. Only, only. I don't think I would ever do triplets at home. Hmm. But I did do triplets vaginally. Really? At Cedars.
0: Yeah. I mean, wow. the Cedars doesn't really have a policy against it. I don't know that anybody else would do it.
2: No. And but this was this was the kids are now probably 15 or 16, maybe 16, 17. So they made uh, it. Yeah. And she was <laughs> a tiny woman. Tiny, and she had. uh you said she. You of said she was are, a tiny
0: right? woman. Wow! I had 16 pounds. No. How
1: many How many pounds did I have? How much no, did Wolf? What,
2: uh, what? No. I mean, uh, you uh, know what? Noxon.
1: I had about 14 pounds of baby. Yeah. 14
2: yeah. pounds of baby, you, and a, a six-pound placenta. Six Jeez. Six, six pounds. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, I, I actually did Me quads. I actually assisted a C-section for quads when I was a resident.
0: A C-section for quads. She made it
2: to 32 weeks. We got her to 32. Would you do
0: vaginal quads?
2: No. No? Okay. Like a wow. Little, you did. Quads. Yeah, literally, literally, yeah, You know, you have to call a vet for that. I'm not you have call a vet. But with vaginal
0: quads, you probably, you know, especially if you already had a C section, you have a vaginal quad V back twin breach home birth with an advanced maternal age.
2: Well, theoretically, you could do. The problem with quads is that they're always going to be premature and you shouldn't be doing How premature. premature oh, birth. yeah. So
0: let me. I want to. I wanna, we just have a few minutes left. Everybody's been gen- very generous with your time. Uh, Midnight? You talked about, <laughs> Mrs. Brown, you, uh, you talked about identical twins, but then there's also uh, non-identical twins, which is like Sarah and Steve. She just squeezes out another egg and they both happen to get fertilized. Right. Um, two totally separate sacs, two totally separate placentas.
2: Yeah, although placentas, the placentas can be attached to each other, it's very rare in, uh, in diamniotic, dichorionic twins to see twin-twin transfusion syndrome. Which is the thing you worry, worry most about with twins, as far as um, them getting to you know to viability and to term.
0: Okay. Anything special during the um, pregnancy to, to just with twins in general, a healthy twin pregnancy that you handle differently? Any other advice for? Uh... I
2: try not to make a big deal out of it because I think that that if you if you tell someone they're high risk, they become high risk. It becomes a it becomes a uh, a uh, self fulfilling prophecy and I don't care if a woman's over 35. I don't think 35 is a like suddenly your biological clock ticks over and you become a, d- a disaster because you're now 35. Um, no, but we but we educate, again, the midwifery model is really cool because we get to spend 45 to 60 minutes for every prenatal visit, which is a lot better than the four to six minutes that mm-hmm. I used to spend when I was seeing uh, you know more volume of patients, although I never really did that, but that's typically what a clinic would do. They don't give a lot of preventative healthcare. So we do a lot of things. We talk about the things, the risks of preterm labor. We talk about the warning signs. We talk about activity. I don't make somebody stop working unless they're te- they're calling me and telling me that things are changing. And sometimes uh, we check the cervical length um, using ultrasound. I try to not do vaginal exams. Uh, rare, very, very rare to do them. But with ultrasound, we sometimes will check the cervical length. And if it's getting shorter when it's still early, like 25, 26 weeks, we might tell them to stop working or... Maybe prevent, you know, not have intercourse or orgasm, uh, not do any heavy lifting, that sort of thing. Um, but ultimately I, I would say that I can just tell you from my statistics and again, it doesn't reach statistical significance cause I don't have enough volume yet. But I would, I would say that, um, of the twins I've done, I would think about about 20% don't make it to term. They either rupture their membranes or go into labor at 32, 33, 34 weeks. And those people, then their care is transferred to a hospital-based physician. And about 80% make it to term. And I've even had people, you know, and then there's a thought process in the medical model that twins shouldn't go past 37 weeks. And so they they often will induce twins at 37 weeks. Mm -hmm. And I I find that to be a little bit absurd. They'll say because the, the neonatal mortality rate rises beyond 37 weeks. That's also true for singletons, by the way but you don't see them offering to induce singletons at 37 weeks. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is, that, is that, yes, it does rise as they get 38, 39, 40, 41 weeks with twins, but there's a big difference between relative risk and absolute risk. And although the, the relative risk may be increasing, the absolute risk is still relatively small. Why is that? Well, just, it's just numbers. If the risk of, uh, of neonatal death with twins at 37, making up a number, is one in 1,000. Sure. Yeah. And say it's three times higher at 40 weeks. It's still 1 in 333, mm. Mm. which is still far less than 1%. Right. Now, ultimately, the doctors and the hospitals make the decision that that's too high a risk to take, and therefore we're going to tell all these women they need to be induced at 37 or 38 weeks, and we're not going to let them go past that. But that's really in the in the model which I practice in the ethical model. It's not the hospitals or my decision to make that. My, my obligation is to inform the couple of these risks and then let them decide. Mm -hmm. Do they want to be induced? Do they want to have an elective C-section or would they rather wait? What's the risks of being induced? What's the risk of a cesarean section? A lot of times people aren't told of those risks. They're only told that if you don't do what I tell you to do, then something bad could happen. And that just isn't the model by which... um, you know, I've evolved into by working with midwives and finding out that the informed consent model really works well, and it meets the ethical obligation we all have to respect individual autonomy and not act like you know, uh, you know, parental or or uh, you know, like a bully and telling people that this is what you have to do. It's really the, should be the, the decision belongs to the well-informed family. It happens to me pretty
0: much every day. but Well, you and I,
2: we share a lot of clients I'm, together, so I'm, you know what we're talking about.
0: I'm, here, look at my, uh, I'm getting a text from a client who says, have you had a chance to talk to Dr. Stu for me? <laughs> Somebody you don't know yet. No, you haven't, so just say no. Every day. <laughs> right. Um, okay, closing thoughts. We have a question. Yes. Lemore is 38 weeks. Yeah. Baby number one. Yeah. Uh, not Twins. Bit yeah. of
1: a mal shaped uterus though. So mal shaped
0: uterus. What what uh, which non textbook shape do you have?
1: I have a bicornuate.
0: Okay, a so full... it's like a it's like a cartoon heart shape. Yeah. And at the top two there's a little dip horns. that comes down.
1: Yeah.
2: And two lobes. Yeah, okay.
1: Babies in the right horn. Dr. do is there
2: complications with a bicornuate? Well, one of the complications is premature labor, which is obviously not well, an issue for you. Thirty eight so, weeks we're good. Right. Another complication can be malpresentation which wasn't your problem until, until this week, this week. Yeah. until yesterday, which is unusual. Yeah, um, There's sometimes can be a problem. If it's just, if it's a septate uterus, sometimes there's a slight increased risk of a, a retained placenta.
0: What's septate? Uh,
2: it, well, it's where instead of having the uterus sort of two separate uteruses, it's just got, it's got a little uh, divider in the top of the uterus where there's like two horns on the uterus, uh-huh. but it's for a heart shaped uterus but that's not what you have apparently you apparently have like two two horns two, two cervids with just one cervix yeah. right so that shouldn't be it should be a non issue for her uh otherwise no i mean i th- i think again like i said earlier if you conceive something to be a problem it becomes a problem i think that she that any woman who gets to term with a bicorn uterus deserves to have a, a labor because i've seen many women with a you baby in one single horn like that deliver vaginally do you have a specific my, my sister, question about it? My sister has what's no. called uterus didelphus. She has actually two uteruses. Right, two and separate cervix. She has two separate cervix. Isn't that funny that uh, that the sister of a OB. of an OBGYN gyn has two uteruses? Did she has two vaginas? And she had babies. Uh, she had three babies. Um, All from the same uterus? I don't know. I didn't no, ask, you I didn't ask. You guys aren't tied, are you? But she had... She had right. It's interesting. She had a, a head first birth, and then she had a, a breach that came in with a foot down, got a crash C-section for that in New York. And then the third, third baby, she had a V-back. And this was obviously 27 years ago. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Right.
1: What do you do if a foot comes out first?
0: Well, wait a second. It could be a V-back from the other back. uterus, which is not really a V-back. No, it's... It back. Why would it be a V-back? The incision's back. in the other one. Yeah, I can't get
2: all the good question. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't I don't know. Maybe that's true. You're confusing me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, If the foot comes out and you're not completely dilated, that's a problem because along with the foot could come umbilical cord and then it makes the dilating wedge that much smaller and that you could get an entrapped head if the body fell through. So if you were in labor and, and you were only like four or five centimeters and a foot popped out, that would be a reason to then
0: transfer.
2: Well, or if you're at the hospital, they would probably say, you know, time's up. You have to have a cesarean. But if you pick out your, your mom's carefully at begin with and have either a frank or a complete breach. Do you know which one yours is? A complete. Yeah, it's very unlikely that the foot will drop down until you're actually com- almost completely dilated, at which point it's very common actually for a complete breach when you start pushing for one or two of the feet to pop out. As a matter of fact, it's mentioned in the documentary. Okay. So yeah, otherwise, I, I mean, I think that uh, that you have every opportunity to deliver vaginally and probably have a good success rate. Uh you know, does, does the the uh, positive attitude. Like does the
0: that. uterine shape change? As long as the baby meets the criteria that you spoke about, does the variation in the more uh, uterine shape?
2: No, the uterus is an amazingly expandable organ. It, it probably you would if we didn't know that she had a bicornial uterus, full yes. bicorn there's no way at looking at her right now by ultrasound you could even you couldn't tell, that. tell. It right. just Okay. You just think she I has mean, one I uterus. I
4: do her right now? I can't tell. Right right. I know. It's amazing, oh, I mean, right? right? Yeah, you wear it well. I'm really i really
0: I think off. I really do you have a uterus. You may not all have a bicorn
2: uterus. Hey, hey, I, I hey, can't tell.
4: Hey, watch it. I can't tell. <laughs> that was almost anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> all right?
0: You so have a specific question? I
1: have, well, I about. want to get into it with you, <laughs> yeah, but I have it. a quick one for Steve is, did you watch Knox come out? You saw like the breech delivery and the... Because I watched the documentary and I watched you, I watched you deliver a breech
0: baby. That was a right, yeah.
1: And it was, I was amazing. I kind of fell in love with the process. So
0: is that why you you like shifted your baby? Yeah, I purposely into like, a breech so you can it have did that. A lot
1: of um, headstands. Could that have done? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um,
0: I'm gonna tell you this at the premiere for that film, a couple of moms were there who had both head down vaginal birth and breech vaginal birth, and they except for one, one said they were just different from each other, and two said they preferred the labor with the breech baby over the head-down baby. Because people always ask that question, but they said the soft, you know, smaller soft buttocks down there for that long part of labor was more comfortable for them Hmm. than having the head down for all of labor. And um, so now I'm starting a new... Service that we offer if your baby's head down <laughs> and you want one of those comfy breech deliveries <laughs>
1: Maybe comfy
0: that's breech. Dr. dot com. Yeah, absolutely
1: um, My next question is for Sarah was the recovery. I know you had twins So it's it's a little different that yeah. must have played a role but the recovery from the breech. Was that more difficult than? Well, the, the thing with my breech boy is he was almost eight pounds and he was a twin and um, and my doctor's right here, and you know I tore um, pretty much almost from hole to hole. Mm. So, but stop! Don't make that face, and let me tell you yeah. why.
2: I even made that face.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: Well, I, that was probably my doing more than your doing.
1: Why was it your doing? Why, and why are you just now telling me this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what do you is, mean? Because
2: we were reaching up inside.
1: Well, okay, but you
2: didn't tear. You didn't. Did you tear with Both? Violet? No, not no, at all with violence. Right, so it was it was all because of the breech extraction. Yeah, thing, but right. you didn't go elbow.
3: I mean, you were. No, like, no, no.
2: I know.
1: Before yeah. I had, before I had this twin experience. You know, the cords wrapped around the neck, breech baby. I tore all the stuff. It's like I would hear about other people going through this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. I could never do all that stuff, but I did it, and I did tear. And guess what? I healed, and it was in. You know, when it's like, yeah, at the time, like it sucked. But the body's pretty amazing. How and, long did it take to heal? And it took a while. It took a while. Like, I mean, I'm not... Yesterday, I think
0: she... Yesterday, <laughs> she got better.
1: <laughs> and um, it, took, it took several months. You know, it, it definitely took Before several months. Before you could
0: play Twister again?
1: Yes, before mm-hmm. we could play Twister again, there yeah. was just a lot of trauma to the area, you know. But trust me, girlfriend, you are not going to be in the mood to play Twister, like no. you know. <laughs> it, it just, you know, it, it's just. But it's all, <laughs> But it's. But it's good because you're. You're. You know. It's, it's
0: more like playing sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be playing solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> but no, and and you know, Steve can talk about that part of it, but it's all good because your attention, you, you know, you want the baby. You want you guys to nest and be in lovey-dovey baby world and but and if you do tear, so what? Who cares if you tear? You're going to heal. It's going to go back. It goes and it back it goes to back. Normal. It trust me. I had pushed like things out, okay? So <laughs> it was not pleasant, it was uncomfortable. It's better than ever. Yeah. So, uh, no. <laughs> it's true. Uh, no, uh, on, honestly, like... Better than ever. Yeah. Like, wow. the, the sex is incredible. And, and things feel Aww. bigger and tighter. And I'm just like, what? what? I mean, I'm like, how did this happen? Like, twins, I didn't think it was supposed to happen like this, but it, Do you have an
0: identical it, brother? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... So anyway, but uh, but all I want to tell you is don't be afraid. Your body is so strong. Your baby is so strong. You guys know what you're doing. You know, if you tear, if this happens, that happens, the cords, don't be scared. Just do nothing but have the most incredible, most positive love and energy from both of you, you know, towards your baby. And the other thing I wanted to tell you, and I feel like this is a big thing that I talk to moms that have never been through um, labor before, is at first I was also very intimidated by uh, the thought of contractions, you know, because I'm thinking it's for just hours on end. That's not how it is at all. It is so manageable because a contraction is like this, okay? So you start down here and you're at the bottom of your contraction. It's not that bad. And when you're at your peak of your contraction, it only lasts for like 10 seconds. So you can do anything for 10 seconds. I can sit here and saw my hand off for 10 seconds. I can do that. So and and that's way more uncomfortable than doing something our bodies were made to do. So when you get to that height of your contraction, just know it's gonna go down. Breathe through it. Just breathe. And that's so hard to think about when you're in the moment. But one of the things that um, my our first mid, our midwife told us, I remember, is she said to make low sounds. She said when you're in labor and you know and you're going through it and and to not be like. Ah! because all that that's just tightening everything gets tight but if you can just find a way to just kind of be like huh and literally like huh just make low sounds because if you don't remember anything like your husband like you know coach her just huh just really low sounds because that just actually helps move the baby down it helps open 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 you know and, and and at some point you just have to, you have to give in. You have to just like, you have to accept it all. You gotta ride the wave, you know, and just, and give into it, you know, but if you have, but just your your thinking, your, your love, your energy, that's 90% of the game right there. The rest, you know, your baby knows. I've been time.
0: working with you for a little bit and, and you do have, going into it, you are mostly excited. Yeah. And, you know, a little bit anxious of the unknown. But um, you have, like, that right chemistry for a really great ride. And I think the tips that Sarah's given you.
1: I'm expecting a really, like, psychedelic experience. <laughs> I'm like, It's the best ride of your life. Like, a great trip. That's what I'm expecting.
0: I think so. when you go in t- completely afraid, totally fearful, um, it's, it's just so much harder. But c- together with the excitement that you have and... And what Sarah's giving you the I can feel the energy. Like I want to go home and try it. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah.
1: I oh you know, I sometimes cry over the thought of possibly never being, you know, pregnant again and us never having any kids again because I you know, I, I, I don't know. But because uh, I loved it. I love it mm. so much. You know, that yeah, I I, I, I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. We need final thoughts, Steve. Um I just, uh,
3: I mean, as you know, as as a husband and father, just being supportive, I just think that uh, communication and just being a support system, a sounding board is the best thing that um, I did. And I also think that like this whole birthing experience uh, made us grow closer together. I think the, you know, like you were saying, everything that the woman has to do to get to a good place, to have a, a a childbirth, a successful childbirth, is what has to happen in a relationship, too. So, if anything, it made us closer. And I, you know, love that.
0: I would recommend that everybody have twins. <laughs> After watching <Yeah>. your guys. Do <laughs> you, Kira?
4: Kegels? Kegels? <laughs> I all the
0: time. I you don't. still do them?
4: I pee myself constantly. You do? Uh, I do. So you didn't
0: have the exact, like, Sarah's, like, uh, you know, Silly Putty Recovery. No. Memory silly foam. Putty Memory foam, <laughs> like, you know. Like it know. goes,
1: boing, it's just snap back, is what he's saying. Mine didn't snap back. I don't
0: you want to put that back? out there. What? Wait,
1: what are you talking about? I piss <laughs> <Wait>. myself. <laughs> do I have to spell
0: it out for you? You kind of made it seem like, you know, baby comes out, and then bloop, 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 bloop. No, no, it no,
1: it does over time. Over time. But oh, for time. baby's
0: like nine months old already.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah. I still sometimes, like, my babies are 14 months, but and there are times when You have when to I tell them. What?
3: Tell us. She would hold these ball bearings in there. Oh, yeah. For you hours. Did? She would go down to Melrose and walk for... And then the, these ball bearings... Did you really? Were in the... <laughs> oh, don't... Come on. They were in... Uh, I know. There's no... <laughs>
4: I got excited. I was about to Amazon them right Wait, now. Go for it. No, I, I know, but I've That's heard That, one, of that, that was pretty believable. I know. I, that I was believable. Yeah. That's a
0: real Yeah. Little weighted yeah. To put up
1: there.
0: They do um, have them. They're a sponsor yeah. of the podcast.
2: <laughs> little little balls so, back.
0: You know, I, it, actually, they're
3: not. Vagina but it, balls. The pleasure chest is, I think, a sponsor.
2: Yeah. I'm
4: so forgetful. I would forget them, it'd be embarrassing in the middle of Nelson's. Yeah, I would just be, <laughs> you know, twelve items or less. At oh, that's so funny. Oh. Yeah, I just, what was that? 14, I so much ma'am. on my mind, and I'd be like, "Oopsies!" What oh, I yeah. had three in. <laughs> 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 like this is twelve items or less, oh, so God. you have to go to the other register. <laughs> no, just kegels, kegels. That's you know. Those are my final thoughts. They're
0: kegels, Doctor Stu.
2: Uh, Takira, pee often I do Right. That's in a, my pants that, No, not in your pants <laughs> Well, If you think I mean, about going, go Now, My my final thoughts would be um, That I'm really honored I was honored by Stephen Sarah for trusting me to do that Because I do trust birth um, I, I'm fortunate to have been Very well trained And to get to practice the way I want to Because I'm freed of a lot of the Um The burdens and restrictions and some of them quite foolish uh, In the hospital setting But the key I think is to really trust that This is a normal function of your body And uh, like digestion or respiration It doesn't require attention at every moment You don't think about breathing You don't think about digesting And you shouldn't think about growing a baby And going into labor It is something that your body is designed to do Sometimes digestion or breathing has a problem You have an asthmatic attack or you have colitis You need a doctor but most of the time you don't. And it's the same thing here. And if you go in with that positive attitude and you allow yourself to think about how other mammals give birth, they, they don't restrict their movement. So she was talking about going in with this really great attitude and the, and the wave isn't going to be that hard to handle. And it's certainly a little harder to handle if you can't get out of bed, yeah. if you're just stuck laying there. But if you can move about, if you can eat and nourish yourself, if you're surrounding me with only... Nurturing people, and you can do this in the hospital setting. You have a birth plan. You make it very clear that you don't want a lot of people coming in and out. You have a practitioner who you trust. I know him; he's very good, and he will honor you if you say that I don't want a lot of Vag exams or I don't want this. He, he might put up a little stink, but you can you can do that and try to labor with confidence, trusting that this is a whole thing. This this whole thing. And I want to thank Elliot for. Um, for cracking my back before we started. And then also um, for all the good work that you do. And and the, the other thing I would say is, even though Elliot is one, um, is that for any mom having her first baby who's listening to the show, you really need to hire a doula. Uh, your chance of having an intervention or a uh, cesarean section goes up dramatically if you don't have one. So um, the fact that you went on to do that because you really wanted to know more about the birthing process and, and you nurturing in all the things that you do uh, even, and I don't even know we talk about this all the time you know El- Elliot's got this new event coming up or Alyssa's got this event coming I don't even know how you have time to even take care of your kids because I have a
0: wife she does everything
2: right but she's busy too doing yeah but I don't know I, don't, I couldn't do it you're without always, you're always doing stuff I don't know how she does it without a wife <laughs> right I, I got a wife well, women can do that, yeah. and we can't. So, and well, by the way, again, thank you guys for. Uh, I want to thank you guys. I have another baby. It would be fun to do it again. Yeah, I, special delivery. I
1: know. I. And they're I, so cute. I just want to say to you two because I don't think. First of all, Doctor B, I have known you now for seven years, and from the moment that I met you, I you've changed my life. You've changed my uh. life. You've changed my children. You have done so much good and you keep continuing to do good. And I only hope in my lifetime, I can make as much of an impact as you are in yours. And thank you for inviting me to this. Thank you for inviting me to everything that you've done and letting me share my story. And Dr. Stu, look at me, (laughs) let me move this. I can't tell you how many times Steve and I talk about you. We fell in love with you when we met you and the fact that you came into our lives you delivered these twins and there were times where I I honestly I I, I wasn't sure I wasn't sure because Knox was breached, because he was this because he was that but I remember I just stared at you and I was watching your every move and you were so confident and you gave me so much confidence and we talk about you all the time I talk about you every chance that I get so thank you thank you so much for your talent for your hard work for you continuing to do the walk that others don't do and if there's ever a situation in which I can come with you I can do something with you or he can I will be the first person with you so thank you for you
2: all right well if I ever can't do what I'm doing anymore can I move into your guest room (laughs) yes absolutely yes that's where Steve hung the
0: noose yeah um I I want to thank everybody for joining us today we're all uh in the Twitter sphere Dr. Stu Fishbein is at Dr. Fishbein d-r-f-i-s-c-h-b-e-i-n
2: is that my Twitter? That's your Twitter. Okay. I know you're there all 24-7. Yeah, I'm on all the
0: time. Uh, and then Sarah Shahi at Not. Only Sarah Shahi, O-N-L-Y-S-A-R-A-H-S-H-A-I. Steve Howey at Steve Howey. And Kira Sultanovich at Kira Comedy. Uh, I want to thank you all for being here and sharing generously and openly. And um, the one final thought that I have is, uh, for me, it's all about empowerment. I don't think there's one incredibly right or wrong way to handle your pregnancy or birth other than not having information. So listen to podcasts like these, read books, uh, research all your options, and then talk to a provider and see, kind of like Sarah did, do you get support from your provider or are they not on the same page with you surround yourself with people who support you make informed choices and be supported in those choices whether they're at home uh in the hospital without drugs with drugs maybe um you're up for a cesarean i'm behind any informed choice that you make uh and so my hope is that through programs like these you'll find the courage to make informed choices and be supported. You can find notes and maybe some pictures from today's podcast at informpregnancy.com. And anytime you have questions, write to info at informpregnancy.com. Thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. Be sure to share this episode and the rest of our series with your friends and find more at informpregnancy.com.
4: I got a whole lot of questions for you. This kid's gonna test my will. I got a lot to learn and my baby's due. <laughs>